everybody, and welcome to John Hennigan's Old Time Radio Show. So glad you could join us. It's going to be really terrific. we got some really wacky, zany old records for you tonight. Boy, oh boy. It's, it's going to be a swell time. <laughs> January 9th, 2021, we're back here on the Old Time Radio Show with what have now become our old pals, Robert Armstrong and Mark Pollock, and uh, we're going to do a, a 78 uh, record show listening to great Hawaiian records from, I believe these are all from your cl- collection, Bob, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. A bunch. So what was, you mentioned on the, the one of the previous Nawahi shows, how like when you were a young collector, you were looking for blues and jazz, and what you found was mostly Hawaiian music, because of course you're, you're from the West Coast. So do you remember the first Hawaiian record you found that like really blew you away? I think it was Farewell Blues by Saul Holopi. Yeah, that was a good seller, so that must have yeah, been a common I'm one. Columbia, and I, oh, this is wonderful. And I was getting out I, I played guitar and i was already trying to learn how to play slide guitar right like bottleneck guitar i had a national and i was really inspired i'd heard tampa red i had actually went to see uh sun house play at the no kidding. hollywood wow. 1964 and watched him do it and i so i was already self-teaching myself how to play the slide guitar but you know back then this is like 1964 there was no videos or books on how to do it and yeah you had to do it I all yourself taught myself and uh so i heard this hawaiian stuff and I, oh that's the most beautiful slide playing it goes beyond blues you can really get some wonderful feeling in your playing and uh so i knew a guy in pasadena an older guy mike mcclellan that had lived in hawaii for years he didn't play the slide guitar but he played uh, slack key and he showed me the basics of tuning slack key and playing a little bit of that so uh i just kind of taught myself how to play steel guitar from that and from these old hawaiian records i was just thrilled but i didn't know anyone else that was into it right right (laughs) that that was the same experience i had when i mean even though i was not born until 68 when i was growing up uh, you know i i had this the same thing i mean i started out with reissues getting into old music but i didn't know a single person who was into it and even then you know pre-internet there was nobody to bounce like who, you know where were these records from who is it, it was so confusing it, it took me years to get a semblance for like okay even you know these came from these old records that were recorded in the 20s and 30s and yeah it's 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 a whole different time now. I, I mean, I'm really envious in a way of these kids who grow up and they just hit enter and have access to everything, you know. Oh, what a, what a wonderful dream. I know. Yeah. Yeah. But then hey, half, hey. Of those, half of those records seem to be people playing a 40s record on a Victrola and recording it with their cell phone. And, oh yeah, that's, I mean, there's enough of that you're going to have to sift through. So, Mark, what's uh, what's your primary uh, 78 collecting? Uh, what would you say your your records are, are mostly focused on? You see a, a lot of pre-war and post-war blues, um, mm-hmm. a lot of pre-war Hawaiian, and um, just weird crap. <laughs> you know, cool. advertising jingles for uh, pesticides. Uh, things uh, like that. Just really, I, lo- I love that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I used we'll to have, collect. I used to we'll collect have, those LPs of like you know uh, 
time management and stuff like that. You know, how to manage your time correctly, you know, on an LP. <laughs> yeah, and I guess the uh, the original of that would be all those darn parakeet training records that you run into when you're oh, dealing with 78. Harkness Mountain. Oh, so many uh, of those. Yeah. But, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, we've done is we've gotten together with several other friends quite a few times just to listen to records together. And uh, that social aspect has really been one of the best things about this. Yeah, um, yeah. When you get to hang out with somebody and, you know, chat and listen and, you know, or in Bob's case, mess with us completely by playing <laughs> something we have no idea what it is. Uh, <laughs> she's done several times. You know, I, I think that's been the best part of all this is just the... Uh, the ability to get together with people and hang out and play records. I think that's the nice part of your show too. Amen, brother. Amen. So Bob, I have the experience where you have a friend over that doesn't really care about old music. He said, let me just play this one record. You're going to love it. And they, they're looking at their watch and they're backing towards the door. And, hey, I really got to go. I think I've got to yeah. the point. Like, sorry. Run forward, like, no. <laughs> that's great all right bob well why don't you start us out with okay. a, a record tell us what a, we got a kalamas quartet one of my favorites i got yeah I love this group and this one has two twin steel guitars on it of my kanapi on and bob matsu on steel guitars and this is titled tutu a tutu hoi okay cool all right
So, uh, so Bob, I, I always tell people that, you know, you're, you're like my favorite modern day Hawaiian player. And I, I always tell people that you remind wow. me of, uh, of, uh, Mike Hanapi. Um, you know, he, he just played so simple and so, you know, just beautiful melodies, like the turnarounds he does in the record. You just play is oh, they're so powerful. So yeah. beautiful. Well, thanks. That's high praise. Indeed. I'm a big fan of his playing too. Emmons and Sam crew West. Love. Those yeah. Guys. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. the hotter stuff i'm always inspired but I, I like the sweeter simpler stuff too a lot so the next record is a uh, by sam halama no. and i should say there's a reissue that's going to be coming out soon from les cook of grass skirt records oh cool the best sam halama records oh great and, uh, and this next one is called ama ama and it's about eating hot food. And as, as he goes along, he's got this cry in his voice as the food gets hotter and hotter. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great. The flip so side great. is great too. His version of I went to Hilo is like one of the, the finest. 
<laughs> oh, really? It's phenomenal record, yeah. And I, I should point out, um, you mentioned Grass Skirt. You know, you, you still uh, do covers for them, and um, and they release some of your um, personal music, too. And Les is putting stuff out all the time. I, I just got the Tao Mo uh, re- release that he did which is fantastic. So people should check out Grass Skirts records if they're into Absolutely, yeah. some pretty rare stuff. So yeah, the, the Sam Alama thing is in the works now. In fact, I was just working on the cover. Oh, cool. Not too many photos of him. <laughs> we found that they're, they're like newspaper photos that are heavily screened. So we have to work around that, but and just wonderful should, stuff that, that people should hear. We should tell people you have a website too. Uh, Bob's is it Bob's novelty hut? Armstrong's Art and Novelty Hut. Yeah, and they can go there and they can find like everything from like uh, Mickey Rat t-shirts to original paintings by you and also links to all the music that you've done that's uh, in print. So people should go there and and check that out because, uh, yeah. What what do we have next on the um, ladder? This is a version of Maui Chimes and it's by Frank Ferreira, although on the label it says Palakiko. Which is a nickname he used. In fact, the the, the tune Palakiko Blues is something he composed that people I still play it Palakiko Blues. But most of Frank Ferreira's playing, he's he's a Portuguese Hawaiian, right. but he had a kind of a stiff style of playing. He made a zillion records, right? But a few of them are pretty good. And this is a really a nice version of this classic Maui chimes. And this is a tune that I learned when I first started learning to play slack key guitar. The Maui chunks. <laughs> cool. It's kind of the uh, Vernon Dollard of yes. uh, Hawaiian music. But he made a few good records. This is one <laughs> of the good ones. <laughs> Thank you. 
Beautiful. Nice, nice version of that. And the chiming he does in there is really well done. He does yeah, both yeah. finger harmonics and palm harmonics where hmm. he's using the, the, the steel bar and then hitting, you have to hit a harmonic just right with an octave above or below. And he just is playing is very clean and nice. And, and most of his records are very stiff, but this one's an exception. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. Great record. Yeah. So here. Oh, I like that label. I like that label. I see a, a green go medicine. Wrong, huh? going by. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So earlier when we were talking about the Nawahi interview, I mentioned this record. And on the records on the Madison label, it's called, they call it Mindanao March. It's actually Hilo March. And it's, I think it's Benny Nawahi and someone else, but this is the record I played for Benny and he didn't think it was him. But maybe we'll wow, never that, know. But it's great. It's got twin steel guitars playing off of each other in just the best fun way. Just terrific version of the Hilo March.
my goodness. Wow, hey. incredible. And 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 that's so interesting to me that Nawahi didn't think that was him because uh, the two ways I, I feel like I can identify Benny's playing is number one, like when he does those slides in and it's like two notes, you know, kind of sliding in is so Benny Nawahi, like we'll mm-hmm. start on the seventh and slide to the, the tonic. And also just his vibrato. That sounds like his vibrato to me, which was so identifiable. I, at least I thought, in, I unless agree. that's not no. him. And it has his attack and everything. That's what I mean. But the yeah, other the player is just as accomplished. They're both so good. I can't tell who is who. Yeah. But if it's not Nawahi and, who knows who else it could be? Yeah, it's like the Nawahi twins almost, especially re- recording for Gregel at that time. So here's a, a interesting record. Uh, <laughs> and it's funny about where you can find records. This, I got this record in the early 90s and I was living in Dixon and across the street from me was this old guy, old retired guy that re- restored jukeboxes, Tom Cresswell. And he had 78s. He liked country western, post-war stuff, and he was a big fan of Dude Martin and people like that. And we're talking about record labels, and I said, gee, Tom, if you ever come across any Hawaiian records, let me know. And, oh, he said, well, what? write down the names and some labels. And, and so I did. And I, I remember putting down Columbia 40,000 series. Did you see anything on that? And I said, <laughs> I put down King Nawahi and, and other Saul Hopi and a bunch of people. And like a few days later, he shows up at the front door with a stack of about six records. Oh, Bob, is this what you're looking for? And on the top of the stack was Tickling the Strings by King Nawahi's Hawaiian. Wow. And the next one was this record, Madame Riviera's Hawaiians, which is oh, actually so great. Moe and his wife Rose Moe. And this the version of Pa'ahana Hula, which is on the Tao Moe uh, CD that Grass could put out. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, but he's got this beautiful singing. Rose Moe just had this beautiful voice. And, yeah, this beautiful, so and they great. were a, a touring group that was headed by this woman, Madame Riviera. And um, fascinating if you read the booklet in the Talmoe CD about their life. And they just toured for decades all over the world. That's that is quite the delivery, though, to open your door and have someone hand you. Uh, no My God. Here. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, grief. And, and it never happened that. to me. <laughs> A few days later, he had a stack of just terrible, I mean, uh, or, or not as great. I mean, I just I felt fell backwards. I said, "Yeah, good going. More, more of that stuff, please. Oh, man." <laughs> Thank you. 
Breaks her voice. It's a type of yodeling. That's yeah, yeah. Just gorgeous. I suppose we should put in a plug for the El Cerrito record swap at some point, too. We should talk about the founding of that. How did that come about? <laughs> <laughs> well, I forget. Uh, yeah, Chris Drockwitz, it was the early 80s, some point. And uh, I forget when I did that poster for it. But you see, you know, a lot of East Bay collectors that Collect seven days. They need to get together, you know. And I said, "Yeah, this is great." So it was in the parking lot of Down Home Records, Arhuli Records, and so a lot of good records have passed through there. So it's nice to bump into fellow collectors too, you know. It's still every month, so you know if if you happen to well once once we get over this COVID nonsense, it'll be every month. We're uh, kind of on a hiatus right now, but there's something about going to a parking lot at seven in the morning. Uh, before the lights even already already up and you put on an led headlight so you can see what you're looking through in the crates and so many great records and even more terrible records and uh <laughs> it's just i tell you it's it's a little slice of heaven you have all these people with 78s just in the parking lot you know swapping out and having a great time it's it's the well, best do me a favor guys uh try to get me a stack of columbia 40,000s, would you i'll <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, get right on that john all right thanks <laughs> the next platter oh, the rose of heaven walter kolomoku's orchestra what i like about this is that it's it's got the hawaiian guitar mixed with marimba and ocarina and huh. it very harkens back to early hawaiian orchestras with even before they had the steel guitar, they had like flute and violin, right. and the melody instruments. But this is a beautiful combination of steel guitar with the ocarina, <clears throat> which is a flute sounding instrument in there, and the marimba. And wow. uh, just lovely. I wish they had made more records by this. <clears throat> I don't know this record, but I have some, you know, some of the early Hawaiian stuff you're talking about. I, I love that real traditional style. And, uh, one thing we should point out too is, you know, some of the records like what you just played and the Columbus Quartet, being like musicians, guitar players. We always talk about the guitar player, but we're hearing some of the most unbelievable singing that was ever absolutely. recorded too. Just absolutely beautiful. Some of the ensemble work just boggles my mind too. They're just so in tune. That nicely knit sound on this group.
great. Nice sound. It's yeah. just so sweet. Well, okay. And it's a scroll. It's an electric Victor. I'm, I'm kind of surprised to hear something that sounds that early on a recording that late. Yeah. It is when do you think that was sound. from, Bob? Do you know? Pardon me? Do you know when that was recorded, roughly? Or? I had no information about this at all. You know, uh, yeah. I just assumed it was recorded at that period, in like late 20s sometime. Yeah. Must be if it's Victor Scroll, right? I've heard other uh, Walter Kolomoku records are not as interesting. Although, uh, for a while, I had these radio transcriptions of that he made with for the Royal Hawaiian Hotel, and he had a house band, and they had a electric steel guitar player and an acoustic steel guitar player, and it was kind of like a variety show, and they'd have people guests coming in and. And in fact, Benny Nawahi is one of the guests on one of these tapes, and they just introduce him as Nawahi, and he comes out and plays <laughs> Song of the Islands or something. And, but uh, most of his records aren't as interesting as that. So, um, getting back to beautiful Hawaiian singing, yeah. And if <laughs> if we we're ever to talk about a list of desert island records, I think this would be in the top ten for me. Uh, this version is again the Kalamas Quartet and doing this song called Iniki Niki Malie, or some say Inishi Nishi Malie, and it's featuring Mike Hanapi on vocal. And he's just got this beautiful tenor voice. And um, here we go. Cool. <laughs> Iniki Niki Malie. This is a black label OK electric. It's OK.
beautiful singer. Get that tear in the voice there. So, so hard yeah. To picture for John. Yeah. There we go. Nice. Oh, goody. So, liven things up a little bit. You oh know, my kind of like, so, here's most of the records we played so far, all from the 20s. Right. From the early 30s. Saul K. Bright made some terrific oh, cool. records. And uh, this is his version of Tommy Tommy. And it's got some great playing, great singing. <laughs> I noticed the bass is so much more prominent in that recording. It's like a couple of years later, and all of a sudden they discovered how to record bass. It really did, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Everything, and it's also interesting that there's just before groups started playing the electric steel guitar. Right. Is that a Columbia? It is. It's a Victor. Oh, that's a Victor. Yeah. It's great. Great record. Date that. You know, I'm guessing it's I'm 30. 334. Yeah, it's, it's post scroll. Yeah. Really great. Let's get a picture of this next one. Oh my goodness. 
So uh, <clears throat> the next record is by Jim and Bob doing the Hula Blues, and they were a Hawaiian duet, Jim Holstein and Bob Powell, and they were broadcasting to Chicago on a radio station WSM. And they had a following, you know, all through the Midwest where, you know, they could hear Hawaiian music from these two guys. And then, but really great playing. Oh, man. So (laughs) the Hula Blues. Cool. about voices of that time that sound like voices of that time you know you don't hear people sing with that kind of voice now well you, you don't definitely don't hear people singing with those harmonies yeah. well yeah. even the way they speak in movies and everything else yeah yeah it's totally different yeah it's so good here's a here's a sizzling platter there's so many great ones by the great Saul Holpe and this is his take on Hula Girl this is from around 33, I think. First heard this record back in the early 70s. It just <laughs> knocked me out of my chair. Like, wow, this is really hot. I mean, this is where Hawaiian music 
becomes a little more pop and swingy. It's influenced by jazz and everything else. Right. But Saul was just at the top of his form, just improvising chorus after chorus, just like any jazz guy would. And yeah, yeah. Very jazz influence. <laughs> masterpiece it's a stomping platter and he just it's so inventive and and his playing yeah. is so clean he just and he really shows what a great melody instrument the steel guitar can be oh yeah no wonder why Nawahi didn't like that guy <laughs> <laughs> well they're competitive but at one point benny said that uh yeah well he says that saul he could play it sweet I play it hot, Benny would say. I could, he thought he was a hotter player than Saul, but I said, wait a minute. You can listen to that record. Yeah, that is the tops. <clears throat> so next up is the same tune, 
same song, Kula Girl, does yep. instrumental um, years earlier. And this is Andy Iona. Oh, cool. And this is uh, Columbia. Andrew Iona in his novelty four. And what's interesting about this is that it's so untypical of any Hawaiian music. And you could tell these guys were listening to what was going on in New York in the 20s. They were hmm. listening to Bix Beiderbecke and Frankie Trumbauer. And this is just cutting edge modernistic jazz. So they're listening to these white jazz players that, and getting inspired. I know Saul Fulpe made a record of uh, singing, the, singing the Blues. Yeah, Singing the Blues that totally inspired by the Bix and Trumbauer record. But here's a much different take on Hula Girl. Cool.
That's nice. Really where, where, where did the violin come from? <laughs> it's Hawaiian jazz violin. But it, it just like shows up halfway through. It's like some dude walked from the other studio and walked into this one, just played violin, and just stepped right back out afterwards. I think it was like, yeah, when the saxophone players picked up the violin. Wow. And Trying to do a little Joe Venuti there, right? Like slightly, uh, slightly out of tune, but beautiful, like uh, yeah. uh, Eddie Anthony. It's too bad. It's kind of under-recorded. Uh, it's a very quiet record. So wow. getting back to Sam Coo West. Uh, oh yeah, uh, Saul K. Bright. I mean, next is by Saul K. Bright, doing a pop tune from the early '30s. It's kind of a faux Spanish tune, pop tune called La Rosita. But just a lovely version of this. And the flip side, he does Heat Wave, which is also a hit song uh -huh. around that period, which is also a fine version of that. <laughs> ending <laughs> very nice plan very fluid playing it's yeah well that's early 30s too you think well what label is that one huh 
I'm guessing on 32. It's a Victor Scroll, but a Japanese pressing. It's got the VE at the top. Gotcha, yeah. Cool. Beautiful uh -oh. record. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. Do you see what color that record was, John? I was going to say Blue Columbia just went by, or Blue OK. Yeah. Maybe you played this before, but... So, Mini Haha -ha Stomp. Maybe you've played this before. But getting back to Andy Iona, which we had the earlier version of the saxophones doing hula girl yeah so this is an old hawaiian tune called minihaha which is usually played as a waltz with a very sweet waltz but he made it into a stomp as absolutely jazz infused and before you play let me just say a few things so this is like one of the very first electric guitar records huh. electric solid was like august of 1934 wow. and there's a only one other record be, before that i think the noe lani orchestra also in 34 and that was exciting. This has Danny Stewart playing a Rickenbacker fry pan, early electric guitar. Wow. And he just burns on it. And so it's Andy Iona and all these Hawaiian guys, Sam Cokey and these guys, hot rhythm section, Danny Stewart doing all this great inventive stuff. And also LA jazz musicians like Manny Klein on trumpet is in there. So it's like this mix of these Hawaiian guys playing jazz with LA jazz guys so the burning version of mini haha -ha.
Wow, great record. What a nice <laughs> arrangement there. Just a stomping, wow, <laughs> Hawaiian hot jazz record. Like, who'd have thought? Really unusual band. <laughs> okay, it's time to do our show promo, and we have a special guest here. Uh, Father is here. Father, what were you saying the other day? You know, I told Brack the other day, when you go out of the house, buy all the items from Easter River Record. The Eden and John sell on the eBay, and, uh, you know, it's crazy. The kids, the kids are nuts. Now Brack's gone, I have nobody around the house to bitch at, but that's okay. So, here's what you should do. Stop masturbating and go immediately to EastRiverStringBand.com and buy more records. You'll be helping the music industry and the people in it who are all a bunch of very, very sick individuals who don't have good retirement. And so when you buy their stuff, you are helping them not to have to live on government cheese. All strong points. Well said. Well, people, you know what to do. I remember a story of old buddy of mine I've known since high school days, great musician, uh, still plays up in, around the Tacoma area in Washington, Casey McGill. And he was in a group in L.A. in the early 1980s, and they're rehearsing. And there's this old guy who used to walk by the house, and you'd be kind of listening to him bop his head. And they stopped in. He said, I really like what you guys are doing. And it was Manny Klein. And he lived around the corner. And he said, oh, I love hearing you guys rehearse, you know. And I said, Casey, did you ever ask him to bring his trumpet over? He said, well, no. <laughs> but it was still, he was still around. Wow. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Man. It's a fantastic record. So here's a record. not really Hawaiian. It's Tahitian. But I think it fits in uh, Navi Navi. And it's by the artist is Augie Goopel. Oh, wow. And uh, you know, Benny Nawahi used to talk about him. He had a lot of respect. He really liked Augie Goopel. Yeah. <laughs> 
As a, as a desperate man once said, I need that record. Oh, you do. We all need this record. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's, yeah. That, that's when I'm going to stare at the label photo till that record comes to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it works, kids. You know, that's, that's the fun thing about having people over, isn't it? You they bring out these th- records and you just go, oh, my goodness, I really need that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is great. At least for the people that care about this music. <laughs> Good the point. other people are running for the door. <laughs> <laughs> but you're probably wondering about now why we haven't played any Greek Hawaiian records. Oh, yeah. I'm wondering. Come on. So, yeah. all right. Okay. Settle down, everybody. <laughs> I was wondering. So, here's a, <laughs> it's a very strange record by just a wonderful group and their version of Let's Go to Honolulu. Oh, so great. Oh, wow. By, by Kostas Bezos, who was a, a Greek rambetic singer from Athens. He was also a cartoonist. Yeah, I, I, I was fascinated to find that out in that reissue, yeah. They did a wonderful reissue of, of the stuff, that wow. the translations and all of this, but this is the weirdest. It's got <laughs> ukulele and steel guitar, and there's yodeling, and the, yeah, this is an absolute can't figure masterpiece. Out what country this is from. It's masterpiece, yeah. It really is. Yeah, yeah. Th- is this the one you had us play the first time you came over? I think I had you guess like where Oh is man, that was that was we were sitting there, he, you know, he pulls out this record and he says, "Well, I'm just going to play this for you guys." And I said, "Okay." <laughs> and we're sitting there and he says, "Let me try to figure out what it is." Uh, I hear Hawaiian guitar, I hear yodeling. I uh, what what the heck? We're all looking at each other. We had a like three or four of us were there. We're just staring at each other going, what the hell is this? You know? <laughs> that's where you, that's where you should play. You know, if, if you guess where this record was recorded, you can keep it. But if you guess wrong, I get to pick a record out of your collection. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that could get ugly really fast. <laughs> All right, here we go. Oh, Oh, 
It's a nicer record. <laughs> the interpretation of Hawaiian singing is just so great, and a well, great yodeler too. A great yodeler in that in that band. Now, how, how did you end up with this record? I mean, where did this come from? Because I, if I was out in the wild looking for stuff, I would have no idea what it is until I took it home. I'll tell you, it was a guy here in Davis, really? Jay Feldman, and he was selling off his collection of seventy eights. And I think Crumb was here in town, an old friend of Crumb's too. And we went over to the house and we just gave him a bunch of money for all the records and split them <laughs> up. And this came up and, whoa, and, and I think Crumb knew what that was. He, you know, listen to that. You'll love it. And so got some really choice records out of that. And then I think dispersed the others, you know, a, a weird selection, of hillbilly and all kinds of stuff. Wow. But that is that is a problem with those Greek records. Like I, I probably have about a dozen or so Greek Hawaiian records, and I've come across almost all of them just by accident, you know, because you can't tell by looking at the labels what's on it. Of course, there's very little English on them usually. This one at least has a tile. It says "Pamisti Honolulu." Yeah, yeah, that's a giveaway. Spelling Honolulu. <laughs> but but everything by this group is just great uh costas bezos and his white bird orchestra yeah it's just at that reissue that is on um olivia mississippi records where it's fabulous just because it's the rarest stuff you just never find these records at least over yeah, that, here in the u.s that's on a great the west coast especially <laughs> great great reissue with great notes yeah i was really, really found that interesting his whole life yeah. So here's some more nutty vocalizing. A version of this is by Kanui and Lula. Oh, that great, mostly performed great. in Europe around France and Germany and for years to the twenties and thirties. And uh Lula was the dancer and anyway, this version of wah, wah. <laughs> got some more I gotta tell you you a story. know this record, John. This is you probably put this before. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I got story, John. I, I gotta tell you well, I don't know if I told this one, but um, it's just mostly for Hawaiian collectors. But, you know, years ago, I was going to visit uh, Crum, and we decided to stay a few days in Paris. 
and you know i'd heard about the paris flea markets and i'd ask crumb like is it worth looking for records oh no no yeah there's no records in there all the records are gone so i said okay you know my wife eden likes looking through junk anyway so you know we went and, and um you know we're walking around and the first like booth i walked into it just had some old furniture like an armoire in the back mm-hmm. and i said i said to myself i bet you there's records in there i don't know why and i opened it up and it was just 78 stacked you know from the the base of it to the top and uh this it was funny because there was this old french country woman who didn't like me at all when i walked in there she was just eyeing me like what's he doing what you know and then i start pulling the records out she started yelling at me in french and i can speak a little french but she was just yelling at me so fast and i was trying to say you know pardon ma'am you know very interested in discs you know trying to tell i really like you know old records and she wanted me out of there she was just yelling at me the whole time but i had to go through because the first one i picked off the top was benny nawahi tickling the strings wow all on european issue right right below that was canoeing and lula doing uh tommy tommy to make a long story short i walked out of there with uh, a a nawahi uh a canoe and, and lula three kalamas quartet and then a bunch of like you know um what you might more expect to find like uh some hot five and some early duke ellington but all great records you know uh she gave them to me cheap i gotta say but oh it, i was so like uncomfortable because i was like she's gonna throw me out of here she's gonna throw me out of here i got i was trying to behave correctly i didn't know what to do you know she's I just think you could have just grabbed the records and run out of this place <laughs> well, you know, but it was like no it was the kind of thing where i liked her right away because i could tell she was the kind of like you know she had a lot of junk in there and it was like all hers and now somebody came in and was touching her junk and she did not like it you know it was but uh she ended up selling them to me pretty cheap and i was just like i couldn't believe it i was like this is you know is this the way it is over here you just come over here and That's just get stacks of right? hawaiian yeah <laughs> I found two Kalama quartets on Odeon at one of the flea markets over there in Paris. And it was the one that the many Moton that the flea market is mostly old clothes and stuff. And yeah, yeah. I found a small stack of records and here was like two very clean Kalama quartets, like sitting oh. right there on top, like old oh boy, you know. Wow. And-
copy too i think i'm i think i was wrong about that one being a dub i think i had a different one that was a dub that didn't sound as good that one sounds great yeah that sounds great i think i had the japanese presta silver columbia label of that that was a dub that was pretty mediocre i found a lot of photographs of these two um and lula and they had like photo postcards they promoted themselves a lot in europe and i know a Les Cook was talking one time about doing a reissue. And he's got some rare early German records on acoustic period. Oh, cool. Which would be a great record, you know. Oh, and, yeah. And, uh, and there's so many photos. And uh, so Lula was a dancer. I think that besides uh, Bill Canui, Joe Pooney was a guy that was backing him up on guitar. And did, did Lula play ukulele too sometimes? Yeah, she's at least I think so. She's posing with a ukulele. And I think. Yeah, I've seen the photo, yeah. So this next record is a, I don't know how many records you have. You must have a, enough for a show by now. <laughs> and I have to get going pretty soon anyway. Okay. So Are you, you want to do this? Yeah, this last one. There's a really sweet version of a Moana Chimes, or also, also known as Hawaii Kauai by a Sam Ku West. And okay. Love well, this version. This we always go, sorry. We always go out with, uh, we're on a little bit of a delay. We always go out with uh, music. So if this is the last one, I just want to thank you guys both for doing this. It's been a fantastic show. And I know there's a lot of people out there that are going to be enjoying it, especially yeah. during during our state of lockdown. This is, this is what you want to be doing. You know, you want to be listening to Hawaiian records, you know, not listening to CNN terrorize you about no, the, this will, the end this of the world. This will calm you down, soothe your mind. It's such sweet stuff. And happy but to thank, share this. You know, like, th- th- Thanks so much. Uh, Bob for doing it and Mark thank you too so much especially for the, the whole idea of doing this on the zoom you got you got me open to a whole all new possibilities here and uh thanks thanks for being on the show Connect I appreciate your, it. all your west coast buddies out here yeah, our, yeah this is great this is a great we'll idea to again, you know? another theme yeah yeah please oh, anytime awesome all right thanks guys all righty Hugh so you were talk. saying about Sam Ku West I, I cut you off there okay yeah sorry Sam Ku West who I love his playing and uh so I mean, his name is Sam Koo, but he, he toured with Irene West. West. Were, were they married? Is that how he, he took that name, or who knows? Yeah, he just adopted a, a family name kind of, but his right. name was Sam Koo, and uh, brilliant, and died much too young. He was just a brilliant, but also played the harp. I mean, not the harmonica harp, but the real harp. He's a and uh, really, yeah, and but he just had this fluid type of playing and very sensitive, but great ear and yeah, uh, yeah. 
Love his stuff. I wish he'd, he'd lived longer. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. All right, here we go. And what are we listening to by him? It's uh, Moana Chimes, or also, also known as Hue Hue. Okay, great. As for the audience, so long for a while. We love That's you. That's all the songs for a while. We love you. We love your audience. Thanks for tuning in to John's Old Time Radio Show. Ooh, that was nice. Please join us next time, where John will chastise you, call you stupid, and say fuck off. Thank you and good night. Well, that was I'm, great. I'm great. I'm going to use that in every Fun. show. Every show is going to end That's with that from now on. That's a career she could have had.